Jesus is alive. We thank God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise and we give you thanks. We bless your name for this time in your presence. We ask that you minister and you speak to us in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So we thank God for his mercies and we thank God for how far he has brought us. This is the last Saturday. This is the last Sunday of the month. And we want to bless the name of God and give God praise for his um, mercies. Yes, the, the last Sunday in October 2020, you have seen it. And therefore, we want to thank God for his mercy. So I want you to thank God. Thank God for his mercies. Thank God for his mercies in the name of Jesus. Thank God for his mercies. Bless the name of God and give God all the praise. From what you have been hearing from the opening prayer, the revision that Pastor Boafu was giving to us, we want to thank God for his mercies because it is, it is him who has made it possible. So I want you to thank God wherever you are watching me from. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Please, bear in mind that we are all Christians. As you are sat at home, perhaps not even, you know, listening properly and listening intelligently. Some have come to church. They physically got dressed up and they came to church. And you, you might probably at home relax, probably at home not paying attention. So if God is to do or has something to give to people, who do you think between you and the people who went to church, who do you think you will give to? So if you want to receive the same blessing, you must have the same attitude. It's your attitude that will determine the altitude that you fly so get serious. Eh? Get serious. Because there are some people who physically got up. Some people came from very far. They took maybe three or four buses just to make church. The effort they put, you think it is going to be the same as you sat at home. You are even now doing something else. You are half listening half-heartedly. It's not going to be the same. So if you want the same blessing, then God needs your full attention now. God needs your full attention now. So we want to thank God and bless the name of God for the word that you've heard, the Bible verses, the revelation that you've heard. Bless God that you have seen the last Sunday of November 2020. Never again. It's not going to come again. You might see another November 2020, last Sunday in another November, but it won't be 2020. It will be a different year. So just give thanks to God and bless, bless the name of our King, bless the name of our God in Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise. Lord, we thank you. We magnify your whole name. We thank you for those who are watching, those who are listening. We want to bless your name for them. In Jesus Christ's name. Minister and speak to your children. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we thank God. In Ghana, we had our great invitation service. And the Lord was gracious. There's a lot of rejoicing going on because a lot of souls were won. Yes. Great invitation it's also happening, but I don't see whom you have invited. I don't see whom you have invited. You didn't do anything to send any, a link to anybody, to talk to somebody on the phone, to say, look, watch, this is a special invitation. You did nothing. You did nothing. Yeah. And it is time that we get very serious with the, these things. It's time we get serious with these things. If something is working, it means somebody was working on it. If something is not working, it means no work was done. 
nowhere possible. Yeah. So we want to look at um, the theme of the month, which is spiritual warfare. This is the last Sunday on the topic spiritual warfare. And I want to share something quickly with you. Because we have been learning certain things from, from spiritual warfare. Now, let us, our key verse for today is Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 13 to 7 and to 15. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 13. 13 to 15. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 to 15. Yeah. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 to 15. I read, it says, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Amen. Mm. Yes, you are reading up to 15. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 to 15. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 to 15. I say, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love. Bind yourself with all together in perfect harmony. Verse 15. And let the peace that comes from Christ Rule in your hearts. For as many members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Amen. We have been called to peace. Where we have been called to what? To peace. Uh-huh. We have been called to peace. Let the message about no, Christ. No, where are you Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, no, it's 2, rather, sorry, it's my fault. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 to 15. You were dead because of your sins, and because your sinful uh-huh. nature was not yet cut away, then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us, and took away by nailing mm-hmm. it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Amen. Yes. Now, he says, And you being dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. You see, many of us are Christians, but we have not been circumcised in the, in the, in the spirit. See, when you are circumcised, when you are really circumcised, it's a painful process, circumcision. It's a painful process, but it's a necessary process. You have to have a circumcision of your heart. You have to have a circumcision of your heart. Now, I'm talking about spiritual warfare, and I'm, going, I'm giving you a foundation. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. He said, and you being dead in your trespasses, and the uncircumcision of your flesh. He has made you alive together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of the requirements that was against you, 
the requirements that was against you, the laws that were right that was against us. He said he has he has written it off contrary to us, and he has taken us out of the way and has nailed it on the cross. So this is this is what Jesus Christ has done for us. He has nailed the laws. And what are the laws? These are the laws that are coming from the altars. The wicked altars of the enemy. They are laws that are coming from the altars. But the Bible says that he has nailed it on the cross. And even there were some laws that were binding to us as Christians from the time of the Old Testament. But he says that he has nailed all those ones on the cross. Now, let's go to verse 15. Having disarmed what? Principalities and powers. Having disarmed principalities. So they are the powers behind the warfare. They are the powers behind the warfare. There are powers behind the scenes that we are fighting. We are not fighting flesh and blood. Are you seeing that? And he said, he has disarmed the principalities and the powers. And he made a public spectacle of them. Now this is the place where I want you to take note. Triumphing over them. Triumphing over them. Triumphing over them. Triumphing over them. Yes. Triumphing over them. So this is the key to our spiritual warfare, victory in our spiritual warfare. Jesus Christ did all the hard work. He was the one that actually went. He fought. He, the Bible says that he triumphed over them. He disarmed them. He rendered them powerless. But having rendered them powerless, does it mean Satan has got no power? No. He still has got power. He still has got power. Why? They, they become powerless only if you will continue in the triumphing. So the, the key word there is triumphing. The tri- he triumphed over them. He triumphed over them. So the word triumphing, what does it mean? The word triumphing, what does it mean? A triumph is not winning a battle. Yeah? We are not supposed to be fighting per se, because Jesus has disarmed them. What we are asked to do is to triumph. And the word triumph means celebrating the battle that has already been won. That is it. It's a triumphing over them. You know what a triumph is? Let me give you an example so that you understand it carefully. You understand it better. When we are playing football, like the World Cup, the finals of the World Cup, for instance, you are not the one that is playing it. You are watching. The guys that played it, they win, they, they score their goals. But when it comes to the celebration, we all celebrate with it. We all celebrate with them. That's triumphant. Jesus has done the work. But we must walk in the triumph of his work. And this is the key to spiritual warfare. The key to what? Spiritual warfare. The key to spiritual warfare. And, 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 and so we must, we must do things that will cause us to walk in the victory. Never ever think that because the war, Jesus has won the war, yes, but you must triumph. Many people are not triumphing. Triumphing, that, that there are ways to triumph, to celebrate this victory. And that is what we normally call spiritual warfare. But the truth is that we are not really fighting. It's not by our mind. You can't bind any demon in your own name. You can't, cut, you can't destroy the works of the devil 
by your own name. It is the triumphing, the victory that was won. So that is why the word, the, the word is there. He disarmed them, yes. Jesus did it, not me and you. We cannot fight Satan on our own merit. We cannot fight Satan on our own merit. But based on Jesus' disarming them, Jesus has disarmed them. But if you don't walk in the triumph, they, they are, they are, their weapons will still work against you. Oh yes, it will still work against you. It will still work against you. And you can have any arguments you want, but look at the reality of your life. Look at the... He said, he said by his stripes you are healed. He, by the stripes of Jesus, when he was being beaten on the cross, we are healed. He triumphed over them. But don't we still get sick? Don't, we, don't you still get sick? Don't you get the flu? Don't you get malaria? Don't you get all sorts of sicknesses? Some have got asthma and other things. Why? They have not learned to triumph. They have not learned to what? To triumph. Triumphing against them. That is why the devil says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But we are wrestling against wicked spirits. And it's not a physical wrestling. It's a wrestle. That's what, do you know how Paul called it? It's a fight of faith. Triumphing is believing what Jesus Christ has done and enforcing it. That's triumphing. So the Bible says that he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. He triumphed. He possessed them. He, he, he made them to be small boys. And now he said, we as priests and kings, let us continue in the triumph, walking in the triumphing of Jesus Christ. And how do you triumph? That is the problem. That's what many of us don't know. In this month that's of warfare, spiritual warfare, as we are talking about spiritual warfare, we must triumph. Triumphing is a fight of faith. It's not a fight with the devil. It is a fight of faith. Believing and applying. That is why I was, when I was teaching about all this, you must be a technical person. Know the legalities. Know the rules of engagement. Know what you have to say, what you have to do to enforce the victory of Jesus Christ. Eh? Are you seeing that there? Alright. So, in this triumphing, we have protective weapons and we have offensive weapons. And one of the main weapons which we have been given is the weapon of prayer. And I told you, prayer is the God-ordained legal way to petition a spirit. Eh? It is ordained. So, so, so triumphing cannot be done with, without prayer. Prayer is one of the weapons that have been given to us. When you say, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What is he talking about? Have you ever thought about it? Yes. So, one of the weapons is what? Prayer. And the weapons are in two categories. We have offensive weapons. Weapons that we use to attack. And weapons that we use to defend ourselves. And if you are going to be effective at your triumphant, my brother, my sister, you must know these things. Ignorance of the laws of the covenants that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. Ignorance of the law. It, it, it will help you. It will help you at all. It will not help you. It will not help you. It will not help you. So, I hope, I hope, I hope you are understanding. I hope you are, you are listening. And make sure you share. Share the video. Share it. So, what are the weapons? The weapons are prayer. We administer the defeat of Jesus over Satan through prayer. 
and it's a legally ordained way because we are dealing with spirits here and therefore we are dealing with altars here and we are dealing with covenants of the altars, laws of the altars. And one of the laws is prayer. Prayer is given to the church. And let me show you something. You know, prayer, sometimes you must add fasting. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't even need to... Jesus said that there's so many scriptures that says watch and pray. Jesus will tell them watch and pray. So there's difference between watching and praying. Sometimes you just, some of us, all we know is just blah, 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 and just talk and talk and talk nonsense. Praying amiss. Most of it. You just praying amiss. Yeah. But the weapons for triumphing, it includes watching. Prayer is one. Yes, it's good. Fasting is also one of them. That's why we did 40 days fasting. What were we doing? Legally, we were enforcing the tribe. We were, we were administering the defeat of Jesus over Satan. Over the wicked altars. God, trust me. If you don't administer their altar, rather rise up. Because Satan has not been bound. Though Jesus has defeated him, he is still very much alive and doing whatever he wants to do. But he is doing it only through deception. Those whom he has deceived to believe the lies. So, what are the weapons? Prayer. Legally. And in prayer, you must add fasting. Because Jesus says, this kind, it goeth. Yes. So, you must add fasting. And apart from that, you must also watch. He said, watch and pray. Watch. He didn't say watch means pray. No. Do you know what it means to, to watch? Because many of you are not watching. Watching is to be in a high state of readiness and alertness. To know the times and the seasons in which you are. You are aware. You are watchful. You are, you, you are aware. You know, it's like a football player. You have special awareness. You know that the ball will come here. So you run there. You know that this is going to happen. You, you anticipate a pass and you start running. You have awareness. Many of us as Christians, we are not aware. We, we don't even know what is happening. We are not to alert. You see, a sign, a sign that somebody is engaged in spiritual warfare is not just getting up and doing rah, 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 rah. That is good. That is part of it. We are not diminishing that, that one. And also, fasting, we are not diminishing that. But this one, which is called watchfulness, many of us are not doing it. We, watchfulness is being in a state of readiness like the five wise virgins who, who were not... Who, were, who had extra oil? Who knew and were anticipating the coming of who? The, 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 the bridegroom. Now, many of us are living our lives as if Jesus is not going to come back again. Many of us are living our lives as if, hey, you know, it is all about the best time you can have here on earth. You are not being watchful. He said, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Be alert. Be sensitive. It is time to pray you are sleeping. It is time to be in church you are doing something else. Oh, I pity you. I pity you really. I pity you because you will be caught on unawares. This is a key. Oh, this is a very important key. He says that he will come like a thief and no one knows when he's going to come. And the day he will come, he will find you not in church. He will find you chasing dollars which will not be able to save your soul. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? 
Yes. So watchfulness is part of it. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Be alert. So when we talk about spiritual warfare, it includes watchfulness, that state of alertness. Being alert. You know, sometimes the country will say, we are in bikini alert, we are in high states of this terrorism. What is all? Just being alert. Alert states. And have reduced and high alert. A Christian must be always on high alert. You can always tell those who are that those who are those who are engaged in spiritual warfare, which is a fight of faith. So it is a, it is not like you are going to stand and fight the devil, but it is a fight of faith that I believe that God Jesus Christ can come like a thief. I believe that he can come any day. I believe that the rapture can happen anytime. So let me live my life as if today is the last day of my life. And so if that's the case, I will not waste my time sleeping, watching stupid, foolish, and nonsense video, videos and wasting time. I would rather put my, my life, my time into proper use because your thinking is one of a watchful thinking. You see how, why many people waste their time? Why many people don't pray? Why many people don't think it is important that things of God, they are not watchful. They are not engaged in this spiritual warfare. And it's a fight of faith. You have to constantly be connected to the word of God to keep you there in that place of alertness. See a person who is not watchful. I can tell you this person doesn't read their Bible. This person doesn't listen to preaching. This person doesn't, is not connected to the church. This person is a free radical atom who thinks that he, he can do everything. He doesn't need God. He doesn't need the church. He doesn't need a pastor. He doesn't need fellowshipping. He can do whatever he likes. Yes. Yes. Spiritual alertness is spiritual warfare. Watch and pray, my brothers and sisters. Prayer is good, but it's not, it's not enough. Fasting can add it to your prayer. It is all weapons of our warfare. It is how you triumph. How you triumph day by day, every day. This is how every day, it could be my last day. Because it's only one step between you and death. Even if Jesus doesn't come, it's only one step. Between you and death. Yeah. So I triumph and I say, Lord, although there's one step between me and life and death, I want to triumph with long life because you have promised me that. And, and I enforce it. And I believe it. And I accept that one for my life. And I say, I will live long for your glory, for your kingdom. I will live long, not, so, not because I want to go on retirement and sit on my veranda and sip wine. What a foolish ambition. It's the most useless ambition a person can have. That you want to build a mansion and then you retire and then you sit down and sip wine. What a wasted life. After sipping the wine and living in the mansion, when you die, will any of it follow you? Will any of it follow you? That some of you, that has become your ambition. And that's why you've lost your alertness. You've lost your, your, your alertness. That which is going to cause you to always be alert. If you think like this, you will not waste even two minutes of your time. It is too precious. It must be engaged in things that stir faith in you. Alertness. I am telling you, my brothers and my sisters, it is one of the ways you must deploy to triumph. I told you triumphing is not meaning of a battle, but a celebration of the battle that has already been won. And we administer the defeat of Satan, the defeat of Jesus over Satan 
triumphant. We admit it. Jesus has defeated, but we must administer the defeat over Satan. That's triumphant. Spiritual warfare, that is what spiritual warfare is about. Yeah. Give me the scripture in Luke 18, verse 7. Luke 18, verse 7. Luke 18, verse 7. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? Yeah, this is talking about prayer. It's the legally established way to triumph. See, that's why he said pray. Pray without ceasing. See a person who doesn't pray. I see a person who will not be triumphing. He will not experience. It's a fight of faith. And faith, you don't need to see it to believe it. You believe it before you see it. That's how faith works. So if you are waiting to see before you believe, you cannot walk in your triumphing. You cannot walk in your triumph. Are you with me? So, we must pray. This is talking about prayer. It's a legal, legally ordained way. Let me show you another one in Isaiah 62 verse 6. Isaiah 62 verse 6. Isaiah 62 verse 6. Paul said, I fought a good fight. He, he wasn't talking about going to wrestle with the demons. Because he couldn't, do, you know what he can, only Jesus. And he won it for us. I say now, I want you to administer the victory through prayer. It's my legal way for you to communicate with, with me as a spirit. Yeah. Isaiah 62 verse 6. Isaiah 62 verse 6. Quickly. I have set watchmen on my walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. My brother, my sister, legally you must pray day and night. This is what we are supposed to be doing. If you want to enforce the triumphing of Jesus Christ, it's not day and night. I tell you, the whole world lies under the sway of this wicked, wicked fallen angel. He said, they shall never hold their peace. But you are, holding, you are not alert anymore. The Bible says that, woe to those who are at ease in Zion. You have become relaxed. You are not alert anymore. You are not thinking about Jesus' second coming anymore. You are not thinking about, hey, the rapture can happen. You are not alert. You are not spiritually alert. You are not discerning of the times. You can't discern danger. You can't discern nothing. You are just living like a blind person and trudging on. And he said, blind. You are blind. And you are trudging on in darkness. Oh my goodness. May God release a spirit of alertness on you. May God release a spirit of alertness on you. Woe to you who are at ease in Zion and trust in Mount Samaria. Yes, woe to you. have become too relaxed, sister. You have become, you, you, you are taking things for granted. This spiritual warfare, it is real, though. It is real. And the earlier you understand that it is real and that you need to triumph, the better for you. The better for you. Hallelujah. So the weapons, it includes prayer. And I've shown you some of these scriptures that it, it indicates that we must pray. Let me give you one more scripture and then I'll show you the other weapon of, of warfare. Ezekiel 3 verse 17. Ezekiel 3 verse, verse 17. Yeah. Ezekiel 3 verse 17. Yeah. I tell you, thanks be to God. No wonder, Apostle, look at how the Apostle prays. He said, now thanks be to God who causes us to triumph. He causes us to triumph because he triumphed over them. Look at it. The Son of Man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. God has made you a watchman. 
You must be the custodian of the altar of prayer in your family. But you, you have become the custodian of McDonald's, the custodian of Chinese, the custodian of chicken wings, yes, the custodian of margarita pieces and Hawaiian pieces, sipping wine. You have become the custodian of those things. You are not the custodian of prayer, of the altar, the prayer altar. Yes. So you keep on sipping wine and keep on living, being at ease. In Zion. You are in Zion. Don't forget, you are in Mount Zion. And on Mount Zion, it's holiness and deliverance. And deliverance doesn't come unless you apply the laws to set the captives free. Hallelujah. So, please, understand what I'm talking about here. Understand what I'm talking about here. Son of man, I have made you a watchman over Israel. This is the purpose of your life. This is what you have been born to do. And here you are. Look at the things that you are chasing. Look at the things that you are chasing. May God have mercy on us. Listen, spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare. You cannot fight the devil by your own. You must understand, Jesus Christ, he is the one that did the fighting. It is over. It, the fighting is over. But we must triumph, meaning we must administer the defeat of Jesus over Satan. And he's showing us one of the weapons that we can use to do this is prayer. One of the weapons, when, when you talk about prayer, you can't talk about prayer without fasting. Because some of the things, it will require fasting. Now, I told you another third element about what? Watching. Watching. Being watchful. Being alert. That Jesus Christ is coming. No, it, it, it's now one of the things I realize that a lot of Christians have lost. Watchfulness. They are living their lives. If you read in Philippians chapter 3 verse 18 now, it is, it is, it is sad. He said, many are living their lives as enemies of the cross. Because they are not eagerly anticipating the coming of the Savior. But we, we are citizens of heaven. If you are a citizen of heaven, then you must eagerly await the coming of Jesus Christ. And if that is so, you must live that kind of life of alertness, watchfulness. But that's not the case. That is not the case for you. You rather want, you are watchful about worldly things. You are watchful. Some of you, you know every news that is happening in the world. I tell you, tell me 10 quotations, you can't. You can't. So be watchful. In prayer. It's a weapon. So there are weapons of offense and there are weapons of defense. Now, the word of God is another weapon. The word of God. The word of God is another weapon. Now, because of time, I'm not going to be able to go through all these things. Maybe during the Rima service, we will talk about it. Yeah, because right now, Right now, there's a football gala that is going on. Yeah. The Great Invitation Football Gala. It is going on right now, I tell you. Yeah. And I must go and square go there as well. Yeah. So listen, the word of God is one of the weapons. Then, write these things down. I will explain them later. Then, the name of Jesus is also a weapon. The Bible says, at the mention of the name of Jesus, Every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess. It has become a law. It has become a law. So the name of Jesus is a weapon in itself. The name of Jesus. If you are calling the name out of revelation, 
it, it, it will work for you. Not like the seven sons of Sceva. But you are calling the name out of revelation. And revelation comes when you are taught. Teaching. Jesus was going about teaching and preaching. Today we just want emotionalism and shouting and all those things. You don't want to be taught. But you need to be taught. A Christian, you must be taught. Oh yes, you must be taught. So the name of Jesus is a weapon. Then the blood of Jesus. Revelation 12. The scriptures are being put there for you so you can, you can write them down. Revelation 12 verse 11. Revelation 12 verse 11. The blood of Jesus. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Sacrificing him. Now, can I give you another secret? Do you realize that all these weapons that I've talked about, these are the weapons, eh? these are the weapons I have gathered from scripture. So we have prayer, we have the word of God, we have the name of Jesus, we have the blood of Jesus. These are the four main ones. Each of them, I can preach on each of them for a year, but for the sake of time, I'm just giving you in bullet points so that we will talk about it. We take our time and talk about it. Yeah, I've explained a little bit about the prayer, giving you some quotations. But notice that the weapons of our offer, eh, eh, these are how we triumph. This is how you triumph through prayer, through fasting, through watchfulness. You triumph through the word of God. It's your weapon. It's the word of God. You cannot, you cannot enforce the victory of Jesus Christ over Satan without the word of God. Without, you can't do that. It's not possible. Otherwise, you're a magician. You are not different from any grand, occult grandmaster. But they don't need the word. They have their own books. They have their own enchantments. And they still are able to, 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 to invoke great satanic power. Great satanic power. But we have the word of God. Anything that is outside of the word of God, forget it. Yes. Your, even your prayer. Everything, your watch, everything that you have, it is the word of God. It is a mighty weapon for triumphing. Sometimes just take the word of God and read it out. Promises and read it out. What are you doing? Triumphing. 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 Now, put that scripture, it says, Now thanks be to God, which causes us to have victory. Triumphing. Yes. Thanks be to God. So that's why in our prayers, we know prayer is a weapon. But we know there are different types of prayer. So you, even, even, in, even within prayer, even within prayer, you must pray supplication prayer. You must pray thanksgiving prayer. You must pray prayers of confession of sin. All these things you are doing to enforce the victory of Jesus Christ on the cross over Satan. This is no... This is, let now, he said, now thanks be to God which gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. That's the scripture I'm looking for. That's the scripture I'm looking for. Now thanks be to God which gives us, causes us to have victory in Christ Jesus. Yeah, that's the scripture I'm looking for. So the word of God, the word of God, the word of God is a weapon. Sister, don't play. Stop playing. You have been playing for too long. You have been too much at ease. And you know what? I, I believe that sometimes when there is too much prosperity, it makes people too relaxed. And that is why when you come to places like Africa and Asia and other places like that, 
they are into God for real. Because there's no free universal or anything. There's no doctors or anything like that. It is not free. So that is why some people, when they are sick, they come to the church rather than they go to the hospital. Recently, a young man, he was dying. His father came to dump him in the church. I said, ah, is this place a hospital? Have you been to the hospital? He said, no. I said, okay, just say a short prayer. Go to the hospital. I'll be praying for you. Went to hospital. It is malaria. The father came to just dump him here. And because when they come, I'll pray for them. And if I need to take them to the hospital, I become the one that bear their baby and pay. Yes, that's, that's what some of them do. But he says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. That's the scripture. In triumph. And I'm showing you how you triumph through prayer. Different kinds of prayer. Prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of confession. Sometimes some of us we are so rude and so arrogant and so proud. We don't even accept that we need to sometimes come to God and say, God, I'm sorry for this, I'm sorry for that. Always, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, locate me in your mercy. Always confessing these things. Yeah, confession prayers, supplication prayers, thanksgiving prayers. All these you are you are triumphing, enforcing the victory, administering. I like it this way. I like to say it this way. Administering the victory of Jesus Christ over Satan. We are administering. We are triumphing. Through the word of God. Through prayer. The third one is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The fourth one is the blood of Jesus. All these things you must be doing it to triumph. Now I want to ask you. Have you been doing it? Have you been doing it? Today we have people. They want to pay pastors to do that. Please. No, 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 no. In Salvation Clinic, we are going in by the Bible. It says that he has made some to be apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers to equip you. So I am equipping you, but are you even taking it serious? Sometimes I wonder. It's like you cook good food. Good fried rice and chicken and peas, like how my 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 email does on Sundays. Nice. Nice rice and peas, and rice and peas with coconut, rice and peas with coconut, with, with potato salad, and with, with shito or with pepper, and in you know, homemade and home fried chicken wings, very, very nice and delicious, with, with salads here and there, you know, just to, just to, just to, just to whet your appetite. Because look at you, look at you. I'm talking about food, your mouth is salivating. But when I'm talking about God, you are sleeping. Wake up, wake up, wake up quickly. Wake up. Yeah. There is good food being cooked. So imagine that, you know, after Mama has prepared this thing, and then we just go and then we don't even appreciate it. We don't even come down to come and eat. We are rather on our laptops and our mobile phones. So all the time she has been there standing on her feet and cooking. It's just, when somebody cooks and you behave like that, you are very wicked if you don't know. It is a very bad thing. It's a very bad thing. It's a very bad thing. So I am cooking good food from the word of God for you. Do you even appreciate what you have? Or you just take it for granted? Yeah. It's not a good thing. So listen. I'm teaching you from the word of God. These are the weapons. The word of God, prayer, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And can I shock you? All these weapons, do you know 
that all our weapons of this triumphant warfare, they are launched. They are what? Launched through our mouth. Think of, look, look at it well. The word of God, he said, life and death, I haven't given you the scriptures, but there are a lot of scriptures. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So as you speak the word of God, that is how the weapon of the word of God is launched through your mouth. You cannot keep it. He said, this book of the law, what? Should not depart from what? Your mouth. Meditate upon it day and night. Meditate upon what day and night. Therein you shall have good success. Therein you will see the victory of the cross being enforced over Satan. Yes. I am telling you. All the weapons that I've mentioned, these weapons of offense, all of them are launched through the mouth. That is why you know, the prophetess made a statement, a close mouth is a close destiny. And the word of God tells us this way, open your mouth wide and I'll feel it. Yes. Oh yes. Open your mouth wide and I'll feel it. Open it wide and I'll feel it. Open it wide and I'll feel it. Are you seeing that there? So all these weapons, the name of Jesus, you cannot be thinking the name of Jesus in your head. For it to be a weapon, it is launched through the mouth. Yeah, all of them. Even when it comes to prayer, praise, preaching, testimonies, because he said we overcame him with the blood of the Lamb and the word of our test. All of it, it, it is launched through the mouth. It is launched through the mouth. Are you seeing that there? Are you being blessed? So my brothers and my sisters, I think it's enough. I'm not going to go on this. So much I have to share with you. But you must draw it. If you are not serious, I cannot be serious for you. I cannot be serious for you. A father can take you to school. But a father can learn for you. A father can come and write the exams for you. Everybody must write their exams individually. Your father has done his best by putting you in an environment where you can get the knowledge. If you want to be stupid and play with your life and think that schooling is not important or do whatever you want to do, your father can't really help you then. So me, I can only teach you. But you need to take this and apply it and work on it. Because all of them, even the prayer had to cut it short. The prayer as a, as a weapon eh, of triumphing. I was just showing you just a few things. I can talk to you about with verses about the word of God, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And even something like the blood of Jesus, I, I, I will start from the Old Testament. And then I will show you the foundation where the, sprink, the sprinkling of the blood comes from. I will show you. I, I, I will show you so that you have a deeper understanding. So you have a deeper understanding of what you are doing. Yeah. I can show you all those. For instance, in, in Exodus chapter 12, verse 22, hyssop is what was used to transfer the blood from the basin to the dwelling. You have to apply the blood. So if you are using the blood of Jesus as a weapon of triumphing, don't just sit down and imagine that the blood will itself come and apply. You take it and apply it. You are a priest. You are a royal king. So take the blood. Because in, the, in Exodus chapter 12, verse 22, it says, you shall take a bunch of hyssop 
That was the standard. That was a shadow of what we are supposed to do as New Testament priests. He said, you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lentil. Strike the lentil. The doorpost with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out, out of the door of his house until morning. So once you are behind the blood, you are covered. But go step outside of the blood, he will strike you. Even though Jesus has had victory over the devil, if you step outside the blood, you will be struck. Step, you dare step one, one, one inch up, he, he will come and he will come for you. So we, we, we know that the blood of Jesus. So speak it out. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over my marriage, over my. You are triumphing. You are, you are, you are administering the victory. You are not fighting. You are not physically fighting. The fight has already been fought and won. But you are triumphing, celebrating. And this is how we celebrate. We must teach you how to celebrate. Yes, we must teach you how to triumph. You must be taught. If people don't know it automatically. The things I'm teaching, did you know? No, you didn't know. You need, you need to be taught. So he said, you take it. So the blood will be ineffective as long as in those times the blood will be ineffective as long as it was in the basin. If you kill the animal and the blood is in the basin and you don't put it, you just strike it on the doorpost and on the lentil. You say you, say you don't do it. The blood is ineffective. So as long as the blood of Jesus has been shed and you let it remain in the basin and you don't take it and apply it to the situations of your life. You sit in your car. I plead the blood of Jesus over this car. I plead the blood of Jesus over the road. I plead the blood. That's why I know I'll go back and come back safely. Because I am behind the blood. Yes. Yes. Some of you, let me give you a key. You see that when you are getting angry, demons are, 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 are quick to come and manipulate you. So when you find yourself getting angry, irritable over certain things that are useless, it's a waste of minutes, precious minutes of your life. Begin to plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus on my heart. You see that suddenly... You calm down. You calm down. Or if it is your husband, your wife, that you realize that your husband or your wife is getting angry over something you are not supposed to be angry. Shut your mouth. Stop arguing and trying to prove you are right. Rather, begin to mumble it. I plead the blood of Jesus in your heart and matter. Meditate on it. I plead the blood of Jesus. He's getting angry. She's getting angry for I don't even know why. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood over her heart. I command the anger to go down. Through the blood of Jesus. I believe it. What you are doing, you are taking the blood from the, from the basin and striking. Striking. Yeah. You will see. The victory that Jesus won on the cross suddenly will become your portion, which is peace. You have peace. Yes. But you don't want to do these things. You don't want to do these things. You don't want to do... I, I heard of some place where they said somebody is selling the blood of Jesus. You bring a juice. You bring, you know, you know, a cotton, the cotton juice, the, um, the, is it the Vimto one or something like that, grape juice. And they, they are selling. They say this is the blood of. They are selling and making money. Yes, these are these are sort of things that are going on. People are not being taught properly. Thank God. If you if you see or hear such places, you rather think that because there are crowds there, because. You know, there are things you know, supposedly happening there. That's the right place to be. But I tell you, it's a lack of ignorance. You can't sell. Can you buy the blood of Jesus? You can't buy it. It's free. That's why we, we, we know scripture. That's why we are doing it scripturally. Through communion. 
Through communion. If you want to physically see the blood, it is done through communion. Yes. Yes. Through eating of the flesh and drinking of the blood. Then you can physically. But we don't sell it. We don't sell communion. You can't sell it. You can't sell it, my brothers and my sisters. So that is enough. Look, I have a lot to share with you, but we'll take it easy. Take it easy. So I want you to begin to pray. We are going to pray. Thank God. Thank God. You've learned enough. We've learned this. This is a recap. We've learned about triumphing. Now, thanks be to God who causes us to triumph. And triumphing means what? Triumphing is not the winning of the battle, but a celebration of a battle that has already been won. And we administer the defeat of, of Jesus over Satan by triumphing. And how do we do it? Prayer. Being watchful. All types of prayer. Fasting. The word of God. The name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. And all these things, they are launched. You know, weapons must be launched. You, you have intercontinental ballistic missiles. They must be launched. You can have also missiles that have a certain range of certain mass. They all have to be launched. You, you, if you have a rifle, you have a, a gun, and you don't launch the bullet, you don't shoot. That is what they call shooting. If you don't launch it, the bullet cannot go and go and do any damage. It will be in the gun. Many of us have got guns with loaded bullets, but you haven't launched it. It is time to launch and launch into the deep. Deep is calling onto the deep. Launch into the deep by applying these things, these weapons of our warfare. As our month of spiritual warfare is coming to an end, I am showing you these realities. It's up to you now to apply them. God bless you. Let us pray. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus for your word that has come to us. Speak to us, O oh Lord, and let us become doers of the word. Not hearers only, deceiving ourselves, but being doers of the word. So that we can be like the wise man who built his house upon the rock. And when the rains came and the storm came and the winds came, it was still standing. May we be alert. May we be prayerful. May we speak the word. May we dwell in the word. May we, may we be connected to the word. In the name of Jesus Christ, through which we are saved. May he continue to speak for us in the blood of Jesus. That speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Continue to speak to us. We thank you for answered prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, take your communion. We are going to have our communion straight away. What we are doing with the communion is we are enforcing. Many, many of you don't understand some of these things. When we tell you to do it, you don't do it. You, you think that, oh, what is this? And keep on. Those who are serious, please lift your, your bread. Ask for communion. You can have, I have had one in the morning. I'm going to have another one again. What am I doing? Triumphing. Triumphing. So you, you'll be there. You'll see that, you know, when I compare myself to some of my, my age group and my classmates, they look withered. They look haggard. They look weak. And sickness is some having died. And I say, what is the difference? The Holy Ghost said, it is these things. You are, oh, what are you doing? You are enforcing the victory of Jesus Christ. You are triumphing through things like communion. Every week we are having it now. Every week. So you joke with it. Covenant of long life. Yes. 
Every day. If I must come here to preach every week, then God must give me health, good health, every week. And it is not automatic. That's because I'm a pastor, so automatically I must get good health. No, I must triumph. Speak the word of God. Yes. I speak the word of God. I, I pray it in the morning. I pray it at noon time. I, I, I get up in the night, hours, and I'm praying, speaking it, pleading the blood of, over my children, over, over my spiritual children, over my biological children. I'm pleading the blood. What am I doing? I'm pleading the blood. Some of you should even get to the level where you must get communion wine in your house and ask your led by the Spirit. Just take it. You are feeling a headache? Take wine. Blood of Jesus and the body. Just pray over it. You yourself. Pray. After all, are you also not a priest? Yes, you are a priest. You don't need to be ordained to take communion for yourself. Take it. Don't do it without knowledge and ignorance. You do it with, with knowledge it's a blessing. Take your bread. Father, we pray over the bread. Let it be sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ and the name of Jesus Christ. As we eat this bread, every blessing that is in the body of Christ, it becomes our portion. Every blessing, every single one of them, let it be transferred into our bodies in Jesus' name. We never heard that Jesus Christ was sick. We only heard that he was, he wept. We knew that he slept. Maybe he was tired. But he never was sick. Father, divine health. We want to walk in divine health, not in divine healing. So we eat the body of Christ. Let it cover us from this Sunday to the next Sunday. The body of Jesus. Amen. Now lift up your wine. The Bible says that. After he had finished having dinner, he took the cup. On the night that he was betrayed, he took the cup and said, this cup is wine, but it's the blood of the new covenant. Yeah. So there is a covenant between us and God. And the covenantal blessings must be our portion. In the covenant, he said, if we are seed of Abraham through Jesus Christ, then Abraham's blessings are ours. I declare that through the blood of Jesus, Abraham's blessings are yours. I declare that as you are drinking this, an alertness will come upon you. A watchfulness will come upon you. As you drink this, the blood of Jesus, you are striking certain things in your life. The lentil and the doors of certain things must open in the name of Jesus through the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Drink it. Now lift up your hands and receive the blessing. The Lord be gracious unto you. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ multiply unto you the love of God and the sweet kononia, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with you. Walk in triumph in Jesus' name. Amen.